But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to Value Adds Value. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am thrilled to be joined once again after quite a spell of not doing pods by my guy, Wilkie V. Law III. Will, what's happening this morning? What up? What up, man? Everything is happening. Everything is good. Yeah. In my in in, in my sphere. You yeah. Know, it took a little rough patch, but you know. Yeah. They say all things together for the good. So Yeah. So it's October 9th. It's Saturday morning. And um it was weird because we 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 not every year, but it seems like every couple of years we'll go through a spell like we've been through the last few weeks where we hardly talk at all because both of us are just going 800 miles a minute. But we, you know, things are starting to kind of calm down for both of us. And we're, I don't know if they're calming down or we're just finding ways to calm them down. Like we both kind of refocus on what's important. So we want to jump back on a pod and, and Will, you said if we were going to do a pod, you wanted to talk on teacher shortages right now. So why don't we just start with you explaining the situation and what's been going on on your campus? Absolutely. Well, you know, not just on my campus, man, like all over Houston. Um, there's, I mean, we we started out, most schools are at this point are starting out with a teacher deficit, uh, which we know has been going on I mean, I think we've been talking about it actively since we did the panel with AIE um, in, in San Antonio about the teacher shortage. And that situation, the pandemic didn't really help that. You know, it didn't help those numbers at all. So we, we're still at a deficit. And you mix into that phrase, the fact that there are not a lot of substitute teachers around that are taking jobs to come work in schools. Uh, and then you mix into the fray of that, that teachers who just need to take their days, you know, you, you know, who is, who is saying, hey, no, I need a mental health day, or hey, no, I, I'm sick, I have to stay home, or my child is sick, I have to stay home. It really puts a strain, it's been putting a strain on the campus runnings of around, like I say, I know for sure here in Texas, that's what we're facing. I I can attest that I I think it's I know it's the same at my school. I can't necessarily say it's the same all over the Twin Cities, but I'm sure that it is. I mean, and it's just what struck me with what you said is, you know, teachers needing to take those days. Like we we know more and more how important it is for teachers to take days and to and to take their time, but like 
if I want to take a personal day, I got to go check with my campus to see if there aren't already people taking off. And if, if there's already people taking off, I can't take a day. You know, Brittany and I were going to do a little weekend trip for our anniversary next month. And literally before school started, I went down there to re request that Friday because I know how difficult that becomes. But, you know, the other thing with it, too, and, and you know, I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone who's willing to come in and be a substitute teacher. But I feel like not only is it a problem of finding subs, but the ones that we do find are not exactly top notch. And, you know, maybe it'll be better in the spring when you have a crop of, you know, teaching students who graduate in December that don't have jobs that just want to sub, but it's not good for our it, kids. No. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, talk, we talked about the mental health. Um, and I think it's so crazy that that is kind of the, the focus buzzword is the, the your self-care, making sure you get your mental health, but yet and still it's frowned upon when teachers take days. Um, and, and, you know, again, <clears throat> you know me, I'm not the one that, that, that wants to take mental health days. I'm not the one that wants to take days off. I, I love being in my classroom. No one else can do what I do when I walk in the door. Um, but to kind of feel, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? To kind of feel some type of way because you need a day or to feel like you can't take a day because there's no failure spot. Um, it, it, I can only imagine the, the impact that that would have on a teacher overall, on a human overall. You know, uh, we all wanna, wanna feel needed, but we don't wanna feel like you can't move on without me. Yeah, you know, um, and that's and that's the thing with it too. And I'm just sitting thinking back to the early days of my career, even just situations like I felt pretty worn down the last few weeks, like really didn't feel great at all, but I, you know, I powered through. And I'm just thinking back to those times early in my career when I powered through and I powered through and I powered through. And eventually what happens is the dam breaks and you wind up with a situation mm -hmm. where you lose it on a kid totally unnecessarily mm -hmm. and and that ripple effect makes the situation way 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 worse mm -hmm. and and for me i you know i had a buddy when i first started teaching in houston and he was like i take a personal day or a six day every six weeks it doesn't matter what for it doesn't matter you know, whether I really need it. He's just like, I just take one. And I remember thinking that was so dumb. Like, why would you take sick days? Like, why, why would you do that? But now I look at it and I'm like, you understand, like, you have to let yourself come down. Like you have to let that, that cortisol, like drain from your body. You have to. And I remember you saying, you know, when I took the year off, like how you watched me change as my stress level came down and, and I was coming down off of all of those things. And, you know, when, when we have those situations for teachers, 
there aren't a lot of people that just take a year off and come back. They leave. And, and I think, you know, we wanted to get into the impact for teachers. So beyond that, what do you, what do you feel like the impact is on yourself of this situation of teacher shortage? And, and what do you think it is broadly across the teaching community? Well, I mean, again, I'm not not taking shots. And again, I do work for a district. I'm not going to mention my district. If you know, you know. But I will say this, that, I mean, it, it's gotten to the point to where there's so many teachers out, so few subs that we've actually started substituting classes ourselves during our conference periods. Um, benefit for me is that I do have a student teacher. Um, who I feel that if I needed to go and, and, you know, teach by committee, you know, I was, after watching that very first Texans game, you know, I was like, oh, they're running back by committee. They've gotten the system down. Um, that That's what I came back to school saying. I was like, so we're basically doing the same thing. Um, again, being a team player tells me that I will do whatever it takes to make sure students are successful. You know, my students, my student body doesn't just end with the, you know, 100 kids that are within my blocks, my classes, or the 400 kids that are on my, in my pod. It's the entire school. And knowing that, I feel some type of way saying no to go help out, which again is another stressor that comes in. But at the same time, it's like, when it comes to, because this is my craft, this is what I do. I would, I, 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 I frown at the fact that we're being asked to do that. But at the same time, I understand that it, it's one of those necessary evils. Um, what do you do? You know, you can't, you can't say, okay, we have 18 teachers out. Let's call all those parents and tell them that keep their students at home because we can't accommodate them. We can't do yeah, that. We're going to switch them to virtual for a day. Right. And so, you know, it's just one of those situations where I, I for, for, for teachers in general, it is a, is it's a rough patch right now where we we've, you know, I was just reading an article about the teacher shortage uh, that was written in 2019. You know, that was right as we were going into the pandemic um, actually that was the, that was a pandemic year when I look at it, cause it was written March 26 of 2019. So that was when we had all took that long spring break. No, that um, was, no, that was 20. Long spring break. 20? Yeah. Was, was yeah March 20. 20. So that was right before. So that was right before spring, right before yeah. the pandemic. And it was saying how the teacher shortage was worse than what was anticipated, than what people are, are saying it is. Now, post-pandemic, well, we can't even say post-pandemic because we're still in the midst of it. Yeah. Um, but it, the, we, we, it's kind of, and I can't even say that. It, it, <laughs> we're learning, we're adjusting and learning how to manage. But to know that we are in this situation now to where I know last year they approved a lot of teachers in the state of Texas to teach who were not fully certified uh, because we had a teacher shortage. 
And now, because those teachers did not successfully pass the test, those teachers can no longer be in the classroom. Um, or they have to become long-term subs. Um, <clears throat> and for someone with a degree who's trying to support a family, <clears throat> excuse me, and now you're saying you're gonna go from making this much to making this much if we need you. Yeah, you know, and, and that's really the the difficult part. And you know, the thing with it up up here, and I'm sure, you know, if you go out to Katy, um, if we're talking the Houston area, if you go out to Sci Fair, um, you get up into the woodlands, they're probably not struggling as much as you are down there. I disagree. Sure. Really? You think they're even struggling there? Because I know around the Twin Cities, like the affluent schools around the Twin Cities are not struggling at all to <clears throat> find teachers. But you're saying find schools, individual schools. I'm talking yeah. about the system. Oh, because yeah. again, oh, for that, sure. that weightiness sits on it. I mean, granted, does teacher does certain districts have a lower turnover than others? Absolutely. But when you think about places like Houston, the bulk of our students in the Houston area are living and learning in the inner city, in which loop. is one of the most which within the within the, one of the loops, either the Beltway Eight or Six Ten. And so now that you have that, you know, when you think about that, to mention Katie, to mention the Woodlands is really to mention a small percentage in the big oh, picture. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Right, so so that may be a, a, a an, an isolated event to say, oh yeah, we have, we're fully staffed, but that's one district or one school. So, but when you talk about the system as a whole, the system as a whole right now is flawed. And because we're not filling teachers, those teacher voids, we're, we're gonna inevitably fail our students in the long run. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking too, and, and it makes sense. And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why I say that because it's a misconception. You know, people point mm -hmm. to schools like that and say, oh, it's great. But mm -hmm. I know, you know, and I'm sure once you get outside of Houston, the rural areas of Texas are the same as the rural areas here, that it's difficult to staff people. But, you know, mm -hmm. the, the one thing we have talked about and maybe this is kind of the follow-up question because we've always talked about the danger of the term being a team player, you know, because mm -hmm. it at times can, can, can be used against you. So people know, people know that will is willing to do whatever it takes. And it becomes a situation where rather than he fills in when he's really needed, people start to put stuff on you that isn't a necessity. They just start to pile on, you know, that happens sometimes with team players. So do you think there's a difference between, you know, someone asking you to be in, and maybe I'm not asking someone asking you to be a team player saying to you like, Oh, Hey, you need to be a team player. And you yourself saying, I am a team player. I'm going to do what's best for the team? Well, I don't think anybody can tell me that I'm a team player. Yeah. Because if they if they say, oh, Will's a team player, they're saying it because they've observed me being a team player. Right. You know what I mean? So they, and they can't come to me and say, well, please be a team player 
because you can't force anybody to be a part of a team. I mean, yeah. we see that in, in major league sports when these cats are making millions of dollars. You can't force anybody to be a team player. Right. Being a team player has to be something that's intrinsic, that you see that there's a greater good that's in play bigger than myself. My stats take a back seat to 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 the to the schedule. You know, my my stats, me hitting records and doing all that takes a back seat to the to the, the main thing, which is our W's and L's. Yeah. And unfortunately, in education, the same way. I mean, it is the exact same way. And I say again, having teachers, having friends who teach in Katy, who teach in Richmond, who teach in, you know, Houston ISD, you know, Humble ISD, this it is real in the field right now. Um, because here's a funny thing. Not every school in Katy is considered to be an affluent school. Every school in every school that's in Conroe ISD is not considered to be an affluent school, even though they they're, they're in that area and they're lumped. Every school is not the same. Same way with yeah. Klein. You know what I mean? So when you look at it and take it in under that guys, teachers right now, I I will say this. All teachers need to step up and become team players and put the greater good in, in, in over their individual goals. Districts and the state and the federal government needs to step up to do more to incentivize getting qualified teachers to come into the craft yeah. so that we won't have to do this. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's it's one of those, you know, situations where... <sighs> And I don't want to say it's hard to see an end, but it's hard to see an end. Well, yeah, even just what you're saying, you know, we want to step up and do more. But at the beginning of this podcast, we were stepping up and or we were saying, like, you have to protect your mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a fine line to walk is to step up and be a team player where you can but knowing that at some point you have to be aware enough of yourself to say like i need to hit the pause button right now i can't do it today right yeah and and that, and, and, and that has to be okay and you have to be yeah. okay with it when i had to when i had to say no when i had to say no about going and substituting a class i had to think about the fact that my student teacher was about to be observed I had to spend time with her to kind of make sure that that she was good with the information, with the with the sequencing, with everything, with the activities. So I was not going to give up my conference to go and substitute for a class when I know that I have a priority here that 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 needs to be met. And so I didn't have a problem saying no. And I had to say, you know, look, I can't right now. This is the, and and. I gave the reason, even though I shouldn't have to, but I gave the reason just so that you can understand. I mean, again, <sighs> teachers have to understand and administrators have to understand that my mom used to say it like this way. An emergency for you is not necessarily an emergency for me. Right. You could be in a rush and you could be under the gun 
That doesn't mean that I have to be. Now, as a team, you can say, yes, I know we are. But again, there's stuff that goes on in my school that I don't know about till a week later. Yeah. I mean, that's just how large my school is. You know, you've yeah. got three different hallways, you know, two different pods on each hallway. There's stuff that goes on on the other side of my pod that I don't know about maybe until a couple of days later. Right. Um, so it's like you just have to understand that in the grand scale of things, yes, I have to make sure that the team is okay, but I also have to make sure that I'm okay. And me being okay, meaning that my class is taken care of, my students are not gonna are not gonna be stripped away from anything yeah. because I can't give them my best because I'm giving my best to everyone else. You know, I still say the same thing about teachers who have to leave school, especially now, and go work a second and third job just to make ends meet. Uh, that's a that's a whole uh, that's a whole nother conversation to be had, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like I say, it's that same situation, but it's like, you got to make sure that you're good. You, you're no good to yourself. You know, and I go back to the airplane, you get on the airplane, they tell you in a case of turbulence or loss of cabin pressure, you know, your, your mask is going to fall from the ceiling. And what do they tell you? Put yours on first. Yeah. Don't try to help somebody else until you put yours on first. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a good spot to to put a pin in this you know actually before we put a pin in it i want to say this i challenge some of the district administrators that are out there the district level who are seeing these shortages in your schools to share these shortages shortages within your district i challenge you to pull up some of the records and say hey this school has four teachers out and they already have three teachers shortage Let's go ahead and let's take these board members and let's go over here and let's go substitute these classes. Let's go sit in this classroom into this school. Can you imagine what that would look like for not even for not only for the students, but for the morale of the teachers to know that my leadership is willing to roll up their sleeves? You know, because I think about I was at a, when I can't remember what restaurant we were in. The general manager was in from Phoenix wasn't even in Texas. He was here just to to pass off stuff. But two waitresses didn't show up for their shift. The general manager was our was our was our waiter. He's sitting there in a tie and and you know no name badge and I'm like, you know what? He's like I'm I'm the general manager. He goes they just had two two waitress hosts waitresses that didn't show up, so we had to keep a hostess up there. We couldn't pull her away, so I just said, look, I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll I'll, I'll serve the tables and I'll bust the tables. He got started out like this. Why couldn't I do it? You know, and think that, about how that makes you feel. Man, to have yeah, just to just for the morale. Like, man, I love that. I feel like that's going to be like a pillar piece of content for us to be able to say, you know, like, hey, these board members, hey, advisory people, people that are around, like, come in and sub a class. And I think the peripheral benefit of that is, you know, you said real in the field. Maybe it's time for those people to see what's real in the field. Mm hmm to see what the boots on the ground are actually doing. So, dude, I love that you threw that pin in there. All right, anything else you want to wrap up with here? We, yeah. we have to, we have to, we can't go anywhere until we talk about the students. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, the 
impact of our students is that we have students sitting in the classroom who's not fully engaging with the content because the instructors right. that are in there are not fully certified or the instructors in there don't know the content or right. the instructor that's in there that's teaching them just got the content the morning that they showed up. And so you, we, we can talk about the teacher shortage. We can talk about you know the impact on teachers and the mental health, but we also have to think about the long-term impact that it's gonna have on the students in the classroom <clears throat> because as a substitute teacher, if I'm a long-term sub, that doesn't mean that I'm a reading teacher or a math teacher or a science teacher. It just means that I'm a body yeah. that's in the room that's making sure that students are doing what they're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, how can I accurately evaluate them on doing what they're supposed to do when I don't even know what they should be doing? Yeah, for sure. And the other piece to that too, and thanks for stopping me because I was getting a little rammy, but like even just like what you were saying with different people coming in and, out, in and out of the classroom, you know, the kids never get a concrete set of expectations. There are different expectations. And, for each and teacher that comes in. For each teacher that comes in. And, and that becomes problematic on a large scale because then, you know, when the kids aren't given expectations, they're going to, they'll set the expectation and they will start to, you know, do that. And, and I just think that too, you know, we've, we've talked about learning loss so much and so often over the last couple of years yet, you know, we're, we're in this situation. And, and I think that's true too. The, the one thing that I think you said that stood out for that last little piece is how do you expect a teacher who is not a content expert to evaluate whether or not a kid has gotten the content. And then you're also, the kid is missing the part about getting the right feedback to improve. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that, that's, that's, that's where growth comes in. Growth happens when you give them feedback. Why did you get this wrong? Why is this incorrect? Why did this, why did you not put this together correctly? Now let's help you connect. Oh, and we all know mm -hmm. that's when the magic happens, when that yeah. oh comes about. Because yeah, but our substitutes giving that oh. Well, you know, I have we have a substitute, a long-term sub on our camp. Well, he's not a long-term sub. Uh, Mr. Wright is our SAC teacher who's filling in and he's been placed in a reading class. And just because of the nature of who he is, he went in and was like, look, he went to the IS and was like, look, I need the content that these kids are going to be getting. I can't wait to get it in the morning when I get here. I need access to the same thing that the teachers are getting access to so that I can know what I need to move the two students through. And he's reading with the students. He, he, he's taking time. He's talking about what's going on. He's acting it out. He's doing all these things. I walked in a room and, dude, you would not know that he was not a teacher. Yeah. You would not know that. But again, that, that type of experience is few and far between when we talk about substitutes in, in most districts. Yeah, that's a gem right there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad to say that's one of my buds, you know. So, you know, you know but it's like. Yeah, with that, you know, most substitute teachers, I shouldn't say most, I can't say, but you, you know, you've a had lot. the substitute, a lot of the substitute teachers are coming in there just to cash a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we can talk about the expectation, expectation teachers have of subs and it, you know, if it's one day that I'm gone and a sub maybe doesn't get everything in, like I can make that up. 
But when you're having, you know, teachers who have to quarantine or teachers who are out for a week or teachers, you know, like one of my guys that I work with just, you know, lost his grandpa. So he was out for four days. It's like in those situations, there has to be some degree of continuity. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it talks to the greater problem, but, you know, man, it's one of those things. And I, and I think that I'll bring it back around to why LED started was to try to keep more teachers in the classroom by helping them find success early. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I'm glad I, you know, it's, it's, I always think that we've been talking about the same thing for seven years. We've been saying the same things for seven years. And I remember Gary V always talking about, you know, even if nobody listens to it or sees it right away, someday someone will go back and we'll listen to those first few podcasts that we did. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yeah, these guys are real. This is what they've been talking about. They aren't, you know, floating in the wind you know, trying to go wherever the current is, we are doing the work that we feel called to do. So, all right. The real now, work. You, the real work. Yeah, the real work. So any, uh, now that we're, uh, I'll edit my little, trying to cut us, you know, five minutes earlier. Any last thoughts here to wrap up this episode? I guess this, I'm going to send this out to, to teachers first. And I will say, protect your mental health. Um, Know yourself. And know that it won't always be like this. I want to go to students and I want to say, I don't want to get any more. To students, it doesn't matter who's in your classroom. When you know it's something that you need to learn, just like you do it with the most fam- most dances or the most recent fade or fads or trends that's going around, do your research and learn it on your own. Become autonomous at this point, especially when you know you're in a classroom and this teacher is not the teacher. Don't waste time being a knucklehead. Actually buckle down and do what you need to do. To my parents, if you're not working, take a job as a substitute. Get into the classrooms to help us out see what it's like to do it. Most parents got that full blast when we were in the pandemic of what it's like to teach and what it's like to to try to get one, maybe two, maybe three kids to do work that's been assigned. But imagine doing that across a hundred kids and having a shortage of teachers. And then go back to my district administrators. It's time to come out that when, when you see this much going on and this many shortages, it's time to come out of the castle. It's time to come out of the castle. Mm, so. I love that. All right, fam. Well, we appreciate you checking in with this episode of Value Adds Value number 344. It's crazy to think we're at that point. And we are going to get back to our regularly scheduled podcasts. Uh, the program is going to change soon, and we'll explain that to you soon. But we're pumped about that. But all in all... We appreciate you listening. Check us out at Value Adds Value on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Medium. You can find us on Twitter. We're all over. So we appreciate you. And we're going to sign off for this episode. Have a great one.